What is up, people? You're listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, joined as always by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, it's been a little while. Yeah, Shamari. Uh, it has been a little while uh, since we've done an episode of the Imperial Broadcast, but I don't feel too bad because it's been pretty quiet around Lucasfilm yeah. the last month, so um hasn't been a ton of stuff to talk about, but there has been some stuff that has hit the 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 news wire for for lack of a better term when it comes to Star Wars over the past month. So we'll we'll give you a, a, a you give you guys a recap and a, a a glimpse into our thoughts on some of the stuff that we've been seeing over the last few weeks in the world of Star Wars. Um, most notably, uh, we had a a, f- a full on trailer for um the upcoming Star Wars Disney Plus series Andor um which we'll 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 discuss that and beyond that we also had we also had some people that actually have seen Andor and some some early reactions to that as well so uh probably talk a little bit about that as well but um we also had uh some 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 news about uh the Sabine Wren character uh, for those of you that 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 have watched Star Wars Rebels, the animated series, you'll obviously remember Sabine Wren, uh, the Mandalorian uh, from that cartoon, uh, who we know is already confirmed to be transitioning to live action in the Ahsoka series coming to Disney Plus uh, down the line. Uh, some 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 news about where that character will actually debut, and it sounds like it will not be Ahsoka in live action. So we'll talk about that a little bit. And there's also, uh, John Boyega, uh, talking about his future in star Wars, uh, or lack thereof, uh, if I'm being frank, uh, and what that, what that, what we think about what he had to say about, uh, his, uh, his future, uh, in the star Wars universe. So, yeah, got it. Got an interesting show. Shamari, you'll, you'll, you'll break down some, some, uh, some books that you've been you've been keeping up on in the, in the Star Wars universe as well. So yeah, we got we got a jam packed show. Yeah, we got some stuff to talk about. Um, as you said, it's been very slow, of course, in the in the uh, in the Star Wars world. Uh, uh, lately, we haven't had too much going on. Um, really, just some, some books that were released, which I'll be able to get into. Um, and of course, the comics are continuous, but I'm still very behind in the comics, so. I <laughs> very much have to catch up in those. Um, but other than that, I mean, not much uh, Not much has been going on. Uh, we're kind of preparing for the Andor release or Andor drop to come. And we're also kind of wondering what's going on with the Bad Batch. I mean, I, I guess that was supposed to come out this kind of fall, winter time, but we don't know what's going on there. So I guess we're still waiting to hear about that. Um, but that's kind of where we're at. So I'm thinking we can jump in. Um and kind of start just talking about Andor, uh, how we're feeling about Andor, what our expectations are. We had a final trailer. Um, Andor is looking like it's going to be very tense, uh, very very packed with action, intrigue, um, interesting characters, and interest. They're really kind of emphasizing the dynamic between the Imperials who are comfortable. And um, oppre- this comfortable, oppressive, the bureaucracy, and this kind of a spy resistance that is um, 
that's kind of forming, like just just starting to form. It seems like that's where we're at. They showed Saw Guerrera, they showed Two Tubes, they showed the they, so they showed that whole group, um, and it that's going to be very interesting to see how they interact with Andor and the rest of, um, you know, kind of the rest of the, the I guess pre rebellion uh, crew. So that's going to be very interesting. Um, and the show got delayed, so it got delayed to. Uh, late September, I believe September 21st is a release date, um, their new release date, or or it's like late September, September 18th, 19th, something like that. Uh, yeah, Kendall, if you can get that, if you, if you can pull that up, but but it is... September 21st, three-episode premiere. Yeah, three-episode premiere, September 21st. Um, so we're getting three episodes, um, uh, so that'll be a decent a, a decent amount of episodes to, to for us to review, uh, so that'll be fun. But that's uh, where we're at with Andor. Kendall, what were your thoughts on the final trailer and just on the delay in general? Um, the trailer was interesting because it's not like, you know, it's not it's not like trailers that we've had in the past where either you felt like either with Mandalorian trailers where you just knew they're just they're trying to hide everything that's in this thing or right. Um, they're like they're not showing you anything, which means that there's probably. And then when you watch the season, you you, you understand why because you start to see all these cameos that just weren't had nothing to do with any of these shows, <laughs> right? You know, um, I don't get that sense from this. You know, I don't get the sense that there's going to be a bunch of cameos that they're trying to avoid showing us. Um, I think there probably will be just because it's Star Wars. So the nature of Star Wars in that era, you know, there's there are plenty of cameos that they can do. Um, but I don't think that that's what the show will be about, you know, as much as The Mandalorian was, for example. Um, I think this show is going to be going to look a lot like Rogue One. That's the that's the the vibe that I certainly got from this trailer. Um, that it'll be a much more grounded uh, approach, uh, even visually. It's going to look a lot grittier um, than what we saw from Obi Wan or what we've seen from Boba Fett and Mandalorian. So. Um, I enjoyed the trailer. At the same time, it wasn't, like, super exciting. You know, I wasn't watching it, like, you know, losing my mind because of, like, <laughs> right. you know, you know, again, like, you know, watching Obi-Wan, yeah. see Obi-Wan versus Vader. You're yeah, not I was going to say, they didn't show Vader, the Emperor, or anything. Yeah, no, <laughs> no lightsabers, uh, you know, or anything. But, you know, I mean, it seems like the show is going to be very political. Um, and... You know, from the people that have, that saw the, the the first four episodes, uh, saw one person said it's the most grounded thing Star Wars has ever done, um, and that you know, heavy deep into the politics of Star Wars, and it's interesting that Lucasfilm is deciding to embrace that that aspect of it because, you know, for so long the prequels were maligned for embracing that aspect of Star Wars and. This is gonna, you know, pick up from and expand on that era, to a degree, and I'm, you know, I'm surprised that they've decided to 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 dive into that. But I think they, one, they saw the the success that they had with Rogue One, but, um, you know, at, at two, you know, they they've been able to have success with stuff like the Clone Wars, and obviously the prequels are slowly but surely, um, aging better than they than they than they were when they came out, um. They're aging more gracefully than I think people would have expected, and so uh, mm-hmm. they can embrace those aspects a little more than when they came out. So, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see if this lives up to the 
to what people have been saying in terms of it being a, a darker show, it being a, a grittier, more serious type of Star Wars show. Not many, you know, not expecting many cameos and this and that because, um, you know, and then it'll be interesting to see what's the response from that because obviously the Mandalorian was, they got a great response. Yeah. Ever or, you know, the most serious show. I mean, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a clown show, but there are, again, there's, there's humor there, you know, they got a baby Yoda running around and, <laughs> uh, you know, it's definitely, you know, marketed somewhat to, towards a younger audience as well. I don't think this one is, I don't think this one's going to be, you know? And so how do they, you know, does this get the same reaction uh, that something that Mandalorian or something like Obi-Wan got? So that'll be the question. But I mean, there's plenty of series on like on, on Netflix and, you know, HBO Max that aren't aren't kids shows, aren't, you know, sci-fi or action, you know, whatever, that are a little more political or a little more grounded, like something like Peaky Blinders, you know, is not a it's not a show where you're just expecting to get lightsabers, you know, <laughs> but mm-hmm. people enjoy it and you can make a good show like that just set in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah. I mean absolutely. Um I mean I I mean I'm in favor of just good storytelling, you know, which I think the prequels had in spades. I think the of course the originals had in spades, the sequel trilogy tried, you know, some of it was good. Um just good storytelling, you know? And I think it seems like that's what they're trying to do with Andor. Um and um and I'm not surprised that they I guess they're going more into the the politics and I wouldn't even go too too I always it's always weird using the word politics with Star Wars cuz it's much more just like it's not like, you know, oh how how much how much how much are the are the, you know, whatever race going to get taxed? How much are the people on Coruscant getting taxed or anything like that? It's not like that, you know. It's like it's power dynamics. Um, which was always very interesting, very interesting. in Star yeah, Wars. Star and I was always Star wondering Wars. how that... We're not talking blockades and trade routes? Yeah, there you go, you know? <laughs> so we're talking, like, what what is what effect is this having on all the people? What effect is this having on the Jedi? What are the Jedi doing about what's happening? So that was always kind of the... That was always the thing. Um, and... That was kind of in the background of Rogue One, but it seems like that's going to be kind of more in the forefront here. Um, and it's in the forefront of a lot of other Star Wars material as well. I, I'd make the case that the that the novel Bloodline uh, with Leia, and, and with uh, General Leia, um, is a very political novel. Uh, you know, that, he- that centers heavily around um, uh, the New Republic... And the political situation that's developing between them and the creation of the First Order is a very political book. Um, and it's very highly praised, highly touted, etc. So just politics in general in Star Wars isn't a bad thing. It's just how it's portrayed. It's just what, you know, who's in it, what's going on. Um, so I think I'm excited for Andor. I'm not, I, and I'm not ex- expecting it to be this like like you said like it's not i'm not expecting it to be some kind of action-packed like 
thing where it's just all this nonstop, you know, Mission Impossible, Jason Bourne, like crazy thing. I'm expecting there to be uh, some some espionage, some activities, some tension between um, different groups and and some crazy kind of Star Wars, uh, Star Wars guerrilla war fighting. Yo, that's that's pretty much what I'm expecting. So, um, well, it definitely looks like we're gonna get that. Um, kind of, do you have any before we move on to the next stop? Do you have any predictions for Andor before? I don't know if we're gonna do <laughs> anything else before the show is released. Do you have any predictions at all? Um, man, I mean, again, this is a show I'm coming in. I don't want to say low expectations because it makes it seem like I'm I'm not looking forward to it. But you know, we're like oh, like Obi Wan. We had the checklist, man. It was like yes, we absolutely. Need get, we need to see Vader, <laughs> where's Qui Gon. Young Anakin flashbacks. We need to see Qui Gon. You know, Leia wasn't even on the that checklist. We got, we got Luke, Leia. Yes. You know, we got we got to see Luke. We got to see Uncle Owen, Baru. Like, <laughs> right. There was a there was a checklist that we needed to that we needed to go through. That's not the case with 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 this show. Um, you know, yeah, you expect to see. We already know Mon Mothman's in it. I mean, you expect to see someone like Jimmy Smith's is Bail Organa. You know, if we got him in Obi Wan, it would make he makes more sense to be in this than even Obi Wan. So, uh, I would yeah, exactly. Expect you know, <laughs> Organa, but um, but outside of that, I mean, I expect this. I guess my I guess my only expectation or prediction is that this will probably tie in closer to Rogue One than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the question will be: do, Will we see some maybe Clone Wars figures? Will we see some? prequel trilogy figures or, or like the beginnings of some original trilogy figures like a like a Tarkin again or something like that that'll be the that'll be the question is who are okay. the big cameos because again people are you know assuming we're not going to get any but I don't I don't know if I buy that just because they got to give people a reason to be excited so I don't know if this is a bold prediction or not I think we're going to get at least one Jedi in Andor I think in this season, (laughs) huh? Cal Kestis. Hopefully, (laughs) my goodness. Hopefully, if they man, it just doesn't make any sense. He should be Cal. It should. It has to show up in something. I'm I'm becoming the more the lead up to this next game develops, and the more um, people are still playing Fallen Order. Like today, people are still playing Fallen. It's like it doesn't make any sense for them not to put Cal Kestis in something. And it would it so okay so it would surprise me if Kyle Kessler was in this, but it also kind of wouldn't because it was like yeah I mean we know he's around, so I mean and he doesn't even have to he doesn't have to be in like more than one episode, so yeah boy, um, uh, but yeah I mean I I think there's gonna be a Jedi I think we're gonna see a Jedi, um, and I don't know what effect it's going to have, but I think we're going to see lightsabers in this joint. Yeah, I mean, that's that'd be a game changer. Um, I mean, it, it to me, uh, I mean, I, I do feel like there are probably people out there that don't want to see any lightsabers. You know, probably, yeah. That are like a little lightsabered out. Thought Obi Wan got a little <laughs> right. ridiculous at times, and Mandalorian may have gotten a little ridiculous at times, and 
you know, they they may feel like, you know, hopefully this show is a change of pace. But even if we do see a lightsaber, like it's not gonna be it's not gonna be like what, you know, it's not gonna be like Obi Wan, obviously. Like yes. <laughs> you know, it'll be it'll probably be a one off kind of kind of deal. Honestly, I hope it's somebody, you know I hope it's somebody like that that we haven't really seen. Yeah, I'm hearing like Quinlan Voss. I was just gonna say like Quinlan Voss is the guy that comes to mind or Yeah. Um whatchamacallit? Kit Fisto's dead, right? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he's dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Palpatine killed <laughs> Palpatine killed him in the throne room. Well, I don't know, in Star Wars, you know. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, yeah, I mean is Mace Window gonna show up? I mean he's yeah, another one. Right. Yeah. Um so yeah, that that that'll be the yeah, that'll be the question. Um yeah, I mean, shoot, I mean, you know, Han Solo or something like that, or Lando, I mean, you could do any of those characters, but something like Yeah, but even then, I, then it goes back to the whole, who is it? Is it is it some de-aged kind of thing, yeah. or yeah, <laughs> is it Billy D? Like, who is it? And I don't even, I, kinda, I almost don't even want to broach that right now. Do you expect <laughs> to see any deep fakes or any de-aged characters? No, honestly, um, I have I, no obvious expectation for that. But yeah, I don't. Honestly, I, I really don't. Change the mood for something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they should have had him just touch up, touch up Hayden a little bit. That's what they should have done in that uh, in Obi Wan, um, in that flashback. Uh, but yeah. but um. But yeah, no, I, I'm not thinking that we're gonna get any kind of a de-age, de-aging of any kind. I, I just don't think it's needed for this show. I don't think anyone really needs to show up that needs to look younger than than how they look. I just I don't think that's gonna happen. I, and I don't think like Luke is gonna be in the show for or 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 I, I don't know. I don't think anybody's gonna be in the show. I don't think anyone that we like need to see. DH is gonna be is gonna is gonna show up here. Um, so that was just my thoughts. Um, but yeah, this is gonna be. So I don't know. I think this. I think this show. I think this might be one of the shows that are like heavily, heavily talked about and looking. You know, it's like this is gonna be one of the shows of this season. Similar to how like I think House of the Dragon is already one of the shows of this season. This like kind of fall spring kind of kind of time. I think this is another show. That's gonna be a show that's very talked about. Maybe I don't know if it's gonna say necessarily be Mandalorian level, but like close to it. I think. I think it's gonna be more than Boba Fett. Um, is what I'll say. Um, so this will be interesting. Of course, we'll be tracking it, talking about it. If anything else is released before the release date, I'm sure we'll talk about that as well. Um, this should be. But I'm very very excited uh, for this season. All right, so next we wanted to talk about Sabine uh, potentially being in the Mandalorian Season 3 so that we don't have anything too concrete in terms of sources saying that this is happening. But there is speculation, and I think there has been, honestly, for, for a little while, that Sabine may show up in the Mandalorian Season 3. Um, when... When she was told that she got the role, she was asked, hey, do you like The Mandalorian by her agent? And that was in the Hollywood Reporter interview. So there are a couple things kind of 
kind of going around. Of course, it makes sense in the timeline uh, with her showing up. Um, I mean, we know Mandalorians. More Mandalorians are going to be in Mando Season 3. It, it kind of just makes sense. And, when, and of course, if she's filming for Ahsoka and she's in the Mando costume anyway, I mean, how hard is it to put her in a scene for Mandalorian Season 3? So there's a lot of different things pointing to her potentially being in Mando Season 3. Uh, so, Kendall, do you have any feeling about any any kind of thoughts about Sabine being a Mandalorian season three? Any speculation on how what that might look like um, or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I think it makes a ton of sense. I mean, we already know, like you said, it's going to be a Mandalorian. No pun intended. It's going to be a Mandalore heavy uh, season. I would say a Mandalorian oh, right. heavy season of the Mandalorian. Uh, you know, doesn't make any sense, but. Uh, it would be a Mandalore heavy season of the Mandalorian um, next go around. And, you know, I mean, some of the deepest, you know, dives into the Mandalorian culture uh, outside of what we got in Clone Wars was, you know, Sabine Wren arcs in Star Wars Rebels. And so when um, we got a deeper dive into the Darksaber, which we know is going to play a big role in this next season of the Mandalorian as well. So, um it would make sense if the character is around to make the character appear, you know, it, and I think that that is what we've seen this, this, this creative team, you know, Favreau, Filoni and the rest of the group at Lucasfilm, the story group is that they've, they've made these sorts of, those sorts of like cameos, like the ones that make sense, they, they don't shy away from them. They don't say, yeah, I mean, Sabine could show up, but, we're not going to do it, you know, like they're, you know, and we've seen it with Marvel at times where like they're, you know, like how there was an opportunity potentially for someone like Reed Richards to be in one of it, but they were like, yeah, we don't aerospace engineer. Yeah. Or Magneto or something like that. They're like, no, you know, we've got a plan and we're going to stick to it. And then we're not going to, we're not going to give you a cameo just to give it to you. Well, it seems like star Wars is almost taking the opposite of approach where if there's an obvious cameo, just staring you right in the face, it'll probably happen. And, yeah, I mean, oh, it's they, they, throwing Cad Bane and Boba Fett. Yeah, throwing Cad Bane and Boba Fett. He didn't need to be in that. They could that could have been anybody, but they went out of their way to make it Cad Bane to because they knew how the fans would react and that it would add a another layer to the show. And I mean, there's no there's no like obvious reason why Sabine needs to be in it. I mean, unless unless I see the story and and I and that that can change that can change, but um, from a distance, it doesn't appear like there's an obvious reason why Sabine needs to be in. Uh, you know, next the next season of The Mandalorian, but it also is a great way of getting people connected to the character when they see her in Ahsoka. Because how many people are going to watch her in yep. Ahsoka? And look, we're in this day and age of the, you know, the Easter egg breakdown videos and you know, new rock stars and Emergency Awesome and all these places where, I mean, yeah, you'll, I mean, people will get caught up on uh on who sabine is by the time that show is out and when when she shows up in her episodes of ahsoka but as we saw with rosario dawson being ahsoka and mandalorian having that having that character debut early allows for your character to allows for the character to have come in with a, with a more of a built-in fan base of people that may be more casual star wars fans that don't watch the animated stuff consistently Maybe they don't know who Sabine is at all, or maybe they've heard of the character, but they don't know much about them. Yep. Well, now they can connect it to something that 
where they know that, well, yeah, 90% of the people that are going to be watching Ahsoka watched Mandalorian. So they're going to they're gonna know for probably who, who Sabine is just through that, even if they don't know her, her prior history. Yep. And Sabine is such a likable character. You know, Sabine Absolutely. was one of the better Star Wars Rebels characters. Um, her arcs were some of the better arcs in Star Wars Rebels. So, I mean, it just makes sense, all the sense in the world to include a character like that in The Mandalorian and in Ahsoka. Um, so, and like you said, I mean, the Mand- her arcs were very Mandalore politics heavy uh, regarding her clan and, you know, and all of that. And the Darksaber... So there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of backstory and a lot of reasons why it makes story sense uh, for Sabine to be in the Mandalorian season three. Um, I'm hoping I, personally. I hope she's in it. I hope she's in it. I hope all the Ghost Crew. I hope all these characters make it into live action. <laughs> That's what I want. I want them to just just put all these characters in. I don't have any issue. Um, with it and i think it it can make story they can make it make story sense if they wanted to i don't think that's a problem so i would love for sabine uh to show up in the mandalorian season three um um they may i I don't know i'm wondering because at first i'm thinking like i don't know should they just leave it at sabine i don't know i mean if ezra were to show up i'd probably be like i mean what is ezra doing in the mandalorian season three you know, I was the. I, I I feel like that may make more sense in Ahsoka, Ahsoka actually. actually. Oh yeah. Um, but I'm cool but I'm with cool Sabine. With I I think that I, makes I think perfect that. sense because she's she was the Mandalorian that was in the part of the Ghost Crew. So, um, yes. so yeah. I mean, I or think I'd be cool a, with that. A history with Bo Katan. Yeah, exactly. Or he has a history with Bo Katan. Already have a history with the Dark uh, Saber. Just yeah, the Dark Saber and the Mandalorians in general. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it makes sense. I don't think we need to see her for more than an episode, but, uh, I mean, remember when people thought <laughs> Sasha Banks was playing, uh, yes, TV, you know? <laughs> I mean, that was, we may have talked about that on the show. Yeah. We talked about it on the show for a while. We were like, oh, she's probably playing Sabine, you know, colored hair and whatnot. But, yes. um, but yeah, no, so there's, you know, this, this idea, you know, didn't just come out of nowhere. This is something that people have expected, uh, for for quite a while. Yeah, so that so this will be something that's interesting for people to uh, kind of speculate about, look forward to. This will be yet another moment in the Mandalorian where I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe it. Um, kind of moment in the Mandalorian. Um, and then you know, of course, when all the Ahsoka trailers start dropping, and people will. And I think I also think it kind of will help people like be more familiar with with her character and with oh, yeah. more of the ghost crew. So once the Ahsoka trailers and stuff start dropping, they can see people outside of just Ahsoka that they are familiar with. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So I, I I think I don't know. I just think it's very exciting. It's going to be another crazy moment. One of many, I'm sure, in the, in the Mandalorian season three, in which I'm going crazy, losing my mind, you know, uh, watching my TV screen. So that'll be fun. 
Um, all right, so the last major story we have for the day is uh, about John Boyega. So John Boyega, John Boyega um, has recently confirmed that he is um, done with Star Wars, quote unquote. So he is so he is no longer, um, you know, interested in doing any more Star Wars projects. Uh, and he uh, told uh, John Fugel saying, which shout out to John Fugel saying, he's a very funny guy. Um, he basically said um, on his uh, Sirius XM show uh, that that he's done, basically. When asked if he's interested in any projects, he said, at this point, I'm cool off it. I'm good off it. Uh, which is basically him just saying, I'm, I'm done with Star Wars. He's trying to do other things, show his, his versatility in his acting, which... I'm all for. I mean, I liked him in the. Uh, I thought he was good in the, um, uh, the uh, Pacific Rim sequel <laughs> that yeah, came out. Yeah. Feels like ages ago. I know, right? Yeah, it doesn't feel like a million years ago. But I thought he was good in it. So I enjoyed the movie. I thought he was good in the movie. So, um, um, which wait, was he? Was that the Pacific Rim sequel or was that the Independence Day sequel? No, he was in Pacific Rim. Yeah, it's a Pacific Rim. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Which both of those it's weird that those those movies kind of just like interchangeable, but um, in my head for some reason, but yeah, but I liked I thought he was good in that movie, so he definitely has versatility for sure, he can lead a movie for sure, so you know, I'm all for it. Um, when it comes to him, and look, you know, I've said this a million times, I'll continue to say it as long as it needs to be said, he was a very underutilized actor. And his character was horribly underutilized in the sequel trilogy. Seemed like more of a kind of prop, kind of scared all the time, running all the time character. Um, you know, sidekick kind of character that I didn't think needed to be. Um, I don't know. I thought he was misadvertised, particularly when it comes to The Force Awakens. With showing him holding the lightsaber and posters with him holding the lightsaber and as if he's in the final battle with Kylo Ren and he was not. <laughs> he just got slashed and then it was just Ray and it's like, oh, okay. You know, so they did that to get my money to get me into the theater. Had I known that was going to happen, <laughs> I don't know what would happen, but, but, um, but yeah, so it's just, I, I don't like what Disney did with his character. Um, what J.J. Abrams and the Lucasfilm team did with the Finn character um, in all the movies and, quite frankly, in all the books and just about everything. I just horribly underused. So those that's my thoughts on it. And Boyega's on to, off to, on to bigger and better things, and I'm happy for him for that. But, Kendall, what are your thoughts on this, on John Boyega's comments and him being done with Star Wars? Yeah, I mean, it's a little surprising. Uh, Boyega... I mean, Boyega's never been afraid to, to, to say anything in the media or say no, anything no. in public. <laughs> so I guess I shouldn't be that surprised. But it's just, I guess it's just surprising because, like, and obviously things can change. He can he can say that now and then, you know, two years from now, you know, new right. leadership or something. He can, or he just he gets a good sales pitch and he can come back or the right dollar amount for whatever reason he could decide to come back. But, um, but, but. I, to me, I, I feel like when I when when you talk about these actors, you would you would think you'd want to leave the door open for any sort of potential return. You know, like Oscar Isaac was asked about it recently as well. Um, 
uh, he was on he was on one of these he, uh, he was on a Sirius XM interview, and he said that he's like, yeah, you know, I'm open to anything. You know, I'm I'm so open to coming back is what he said. Um, as long as there was a great story and a great director is what is what he said, and right, which right. is more more is what you would normally hear is like, yeah, if you know the right story, right director, you know, if it's my guy or whatever, yeah, of course I would come back, but. Boyega seems like Boyega. It seems like um, there's some more deep-rooted issues than that. You know, like it, it goes beyond story or director. Like it seems like he, it, it it goes at a higher level than that. That he may have issues with Lucas. Yeah, some some Ray, some Ray Fisher esque. Yeah, exactly. Some uh, issues, issues for anyone familiar with that Disney. situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Accountability over entertainment. <laughs> uh, type issues and so that that is that that that's you know the underlying tone of this I, again what's true and what's not i don't know but um but but as a stark difference between the two uh it's it's unfortunate because i want i mean i have no problem seeing more finn projects i at the on the same time i also feel like what they've done with his character i don't feel like there's like this massive upside that they built i mean they did make him force sensitive um, but you know, I'm not really jonesing to see any like Finn prequels of him as a sanitation worker, right? Uh, you know, so like they didn't they didn't give him anything, you know, pre you know Force Awakens that I'd be interested in seeing. It wasn't much. I mean, maybe you could do some sort or of him just as a story. trooper, you know? Like, yeah, what? exactly. You know, and so so that that they they kind of wrote themselves into a bind there if you want to really expand on the character, but um. But yeah, no, it's, look, it's 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 unfortunate, um, you know that that because I mean that's that's a character that a lot of people had a lot of high hopes for, um, you know, being being a a, a face for Lucasfilm, and you know, the actor has no no interest in, in coming back, and again, it sounds like that might be issues at a higher level than even than even you know story reasons might be more executive level issues but yeah no i think when you talk about uh boyega you know you definitely understand it because there's stuff that we can see if i can see problems that means there's probably problems beyond stuff that i can see so right um so yeah not surprising unfortunate uh and you know i mean look he'll i mean he's a he's a young actor we'll see you know he has yet to do many He's, I mean, honestly, for a guy so young, you know, and the guy who got his start doing Star Wars, you know, Star Wars and, and like you mentioned Pacific Rim, those are some of the few like big blockbuster tentpole movies that he's done. You know, for the most part, he's done mm -hmm. a lot, you know, indie or a lot more, you know, with some of the, you know, the, the, the roles that you're trying to win an Oscar or you're trying to, you know, get your resume up as opposed to somebody who's trying to break the box office and make all his money um and sell all these tickets so he still uh, he still hasn't hit that stage of his career yet you know where he's doing marvel movies or dc movies or um you know there's 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 plenty of plenty of franchises that he he can go to outside of star wars yeah absolutely um so and you know i know i've seen several trailers for the woman king and he's going to be in that movie um as well uh, with uh, Viola Davis, um, so I'm looking forward to that as well. 
so he'll so he's got he's got a very bright career it looks like ahead of him um he's already had a very successful career but in terms of him maybe getting more roles in which he can be more prominently featured and uh you know have more to do and and be more central to the story etc and just show off his versatility his acting versatility as he said so um so yeah looking forward to to that and um you know and uh i also like that that he's spoken out about the moses ingram situation um as well because that was a whole kind of issue so um so yeah that was really cool as well but all right so uh before we wrap up the show i did just want to briefly touch on um a few books i believe i may have mentioned shadow of the sith before on this show but i did finish that novel by adam christopher um i'm not going to talk too much about that because uh, i finished it quite a quite a while ago um but i did i would say that it was decent it wasn't fantastic by any stretch of the imagination in my opinion um some of the characters that i did not like uh were focused on a bit too heavily in my opinion um but I, one thing I will say about this book is all the Luke stuff was great. All the Jedi stuff was great. Lor Santeca's in this book as well. He plays a a a, a, a good role. He plays a a, a, dec- a decent sized role in this book. Um, of course, it's basically a, largely a Luke and Lando adventure. All that stuff was great in this book. And it just it, to me, it just highlighted how much. Um, I'm not going to rail on the sequel trilogy, but just how much that should, we should have gotten more Luke, adult Luke stuff. Like how we're getting in like Mando and Mando Bo- and Bo- right. like that. That's what yeah. we should have gotten. There was a ton of that in this book, and it was all fantastic. It was, there was a moment where Luke was fighting all these like ghost Sith, and it's not like a, uh, well, I guess this is, it, you could skip um, like 30 seconds a minute if you want, <laughs> if you're planning on reading it, I guess. But and this isn't like central to the plot, so it's not ruining the book or anything. There's a moment where he's fighting these like ghost Sith creatures on Exegol in like a vision, and the ghost of Anakin Skywalker comes and saves him and warns him about an upcoming Sith threat. I'm like, why do why do, I'm 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 having this moment? I'm like welling up. I'm like, this is so crazy. But I'm like, why is this happening in a book? You know, I'm like, why can't we get stuff like this? in i don't know a show or a movie you know like i don't know so that was just you know it just to me it just highlighted those failures um uh <laughs> to me. Yeah, so, uh, yeah yeah you know so so that was a pretty so significant pretty, uh, uh issue issue, issue, for, issue me. for me um uh but the book, uh, but it, the it's, book it's, okay. it's okay overall it's okay, overall, it's, okay. It's, okay. It's, it's it's uh, uh you know, it's a fine adventure. Lando looking for his daughter as well. And, you know, I'm not going to go into, you know, great detail about it. But I thought it was decent. I think if you're a fan of Luke, if you're a fan of Lando, I think it's worth going through. That's what that's what I'll say. Um, I wouldn't call it a must read um, personally, although there are some big moments like the ones I mentioned to you. Also, if you're a fan of the sequel trilogy, I guess. But there are some moments like what I mentioned to you. Um but you know it's definitely not like a must must read you gotta pick it up or anything um it's a nice companion novel if you're if you want a more adult luke action you'll want to get this i guess because that's this this apparently and the new shows we're getting is the only place you're going to get that because you're not going to get in the movies 
apparently. So, yeah. so, um, so that's what I'll say about that. But I thought that I thought the book could have been better. I'm going to be very honest. But I, but I thought it was decent. The villain could have been better. Uh, thought some of the other people and the characters in the book could have been better. Thought I thought I also thought it could have been trimmed like a good amount. Is way longer than it needs to be. So those are my thoughts on Shadow of the Sith. Now Padawan, uh, by, that was by Adam Christopher, who who I like as a novelist. I like his Star Wars books. He's written a lot of the movie books. And Padawan by Kirsten White, who I'm not as familiar with. I don't know if she's ever written Star Wars before. Um, but this was an Obi Wan Kenobi centric story uh, with an adventure that he goes on as a young Padawan. As a, it seems like he's about teenage, young teenage, and. Um, um, look, I'm gonna be very honest, and and I thought the, in terms of the 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 you know how it's written, it's written fine, you know, but but this book is not for me. This is this one is very low on my list of novels, which makes me very sad because I very much like Obi Wan as a character, um, and I thought he he for the most part was written well, written fine in my opinion. It's everybody else and the plot. So that's my that's my issue with the book is that is that the other characters in the book I really could not care less about. It's it's like worse than like a Clone Wars like side arc with characters that you know you're never gonna see again. I'm almost certain I'm never gonna encounter any of these other characters again. And if I did, I wouldn't even be happy about that. I'd be like, Oh, we're going to do with these people again. So it's not they're they're he's largely he goes on an adventure on a planet he kind of he's i guess being rebellious and wanting to go he wants to go on a fun adventure as a young padawan which, is normal. which is normal he leaves right. qui-gon takes a ship, takes a ship. Uh, uh goes, on, goes this on this adventure he, he finds, his, finds his, planet his planet with these kids, the kids that are seem to have some kind of force ability, ability. um uh, and that and that and that happens maybe about a quarter of the way into the book. From then, he's just on the planet with the kids and trying to tell them about how the Force works, and they're not listening to him. And they're abusing the planet they're on um, because the planet is, I guess, attuned to the Force or something, and that's how they're connected to how they're getting their powers. And they're just, you know, again, he's kind of deducing all of this, and they won't listen to him whenever he tells them about it. They make fun of him. They call him names and do all this other stuff. They're kids or whatever, but it doesn't make them likable. You know, it makes them very not likable throughout the book. It's very annoying. Um, that's most of the book. That's most of the book. There's a bunch of other kind of Obi-Wan figuring out how the Force works, figuring out his relationship with the Force, his role in the Jedi should be, etc., which is good. Um, but it's just, it's just surrounding all of this issue with these kids and their parents, which... You know where did their parents go, and what did they do, and what's the mystery mystery with this power, and that's a, a large part of this book. And I did not care. I have to be honest. I did not care about those side plots, um, even when they're eventually somewhat mostly figured out. I didn't care about the resolution. It just the plot just didn't do it for me. It really did not do it for me. Um, you know, it took. It took way too long for the for the kids to turn around and, and kind of realize, hey, oh, maybe this guy is on to something. It took way too long to the very, 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 very end of the book. And even the book isn't even that long, which shows you that. And it took me a while to finish. It took me a while to get through because I'm like, this is just, 
not an enjoyable experience getting through this. I just be very honest, okay? Just being very honest and blunt. This book was not for me. Um, I'm hoping, and it's nothing against the author. I, 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 I just didn't. This story didn't hit me. It didn't connect to me. Maybe it did to other people. I thought Obi Wan was written well. I'd be open to another Obi Wan story that's not like this from this author. So that is how I felt about the Padawan book. I could not recommend it. Um, on a scale of one to ten, I'd probably give it like a six. You know, it, it wasn't awful, but it, it, none of these books are awful just in general. But it was it was slow. Not much happened. And a lot of the characters are not likable. Um, so that, and they're not supposed to be not likable, but they are. So that's, so that's, that, those are the issues that I have with that book. Um, you know, I wouldn't recommend it unless you're like an Obi-Wan nut and you just want everything Obi-Wan. Otherwise, I could not recommend it. Um, to me, the only other one that isn't as good as this book is A New Dawn, which I also did not like. Um, for um for different reasons um but this book is just I, this one is definitely not for me uh so that's well, unfortunate there you yeah i mean i mean you said it i mean that's I mean, obviously it's good that um it's good that they're not they haven't all been a disappointment but um it's interesting because i mean obi-wan the series was i think for the most part people enjoyed it uh it wasn't maybe a a smashing success but enjoyable um and this this ran this book ran with obi-wan uh no i don't think so i think it released like very shortly after it ended right like it, it released not it wasn't it wasn't released that long ago it wasn't released like with it wasn't released like like you know at the same time but yeah you know but they're probably making the book in part because of the show absolutely Uh, right and so i mean what kind of success do you think that they've had with that model i mean i think about uh aftermath um and then what was the what was was the uh what was the row one uh catalyst uh, catalyst catalyst yeah catalyst as well I think most of them have been good. Like I like the one, even the one that came out before episode nine, that had like Ray and and uh, Ray and Poe and Finn. They actually all go on an adventure together, kind of sort of um, for the first time. Um, uh, I I think largely it has worked. Um, and I remember a new dawn came out like kind of close to Rebels as well. Um, right. Though that was a long time ago. And that was the one I didn't like. But largely it's worked. The other Aftermath books, besides the first one, were great. Um, and I thought Catalyst was also very good. Um, so I liked, I liked the model. It just didn't work here. This, it, I think they just didn't pick a right age or time uh, for an Obi-Wan story. I think... Um, and and I, don't, I actually don't even think this is the first book that came out with Obi Wan. I think they, they released another one, Brotherhood, actually, with Obi Wan right. and Anakin that came out. Yeah, yeah, which I probably talked about that one already. But that one was was by Mike Chen, and that was that was good. That was a good book. I like that one. Um, 
Uh, but, um, but yeah, this one didn't do for me, unfortunately. So, um, so yeah, those are my thoughts on that. We got, we've got, uh, more books coming out. Uh, the princess, uh, and, the the princess and the scoundrel, uh, was released uh, recently was released as well. Recently as well. Maybe like, about a week ago, maybe a little more ago. than a week ago. Um, so I'm going to check so that gonna... one out as well with, with, the uh, Han and Leia's wedding and whatever adventure or hijinks I'm sure they'll get into uh, when it comes to that. So that'll probably be interesting. Um, and uh, after that, I know we got a bunch of High Republic stuff coming out later this year and into next year. Um, so that'll be something to look forward to. Uh, so yeah, they're doing a lot with these uh, with these books. So um, I'll be still going through them, checking them out, reading them, and uh, doing all that. But Kenny, you have any have any any final thoughts before we close out the show? No, I mean I think he I think he said it. Uh, you know this was this was a uh, this was a fun one. Uh, we got to uh, again recap a lot of the stuff that we missed, and we'll 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 be able, we'll make sure to hit on the next uh, next wave of Star Wars news that comes by. Um, again, I mean I, I you know we'll see what we'll see what else breaks before uh, Andor comes out, but that's really the next big thing on the calendar I mean, bad batch is sort of uh sort of mia uh but we do have disney plus date coming up soon we've got yes. d23 coming up i'm sure that'll be a big that'll be a big recap uh and preview for us coming up as well uh assuming lucasfilm has anything to show which i mean they should but they're also not working on any movies so i i don't know you know i expect a lot of willow uh, <laughs> right up. Yeah, not not many Star Wars uh, stories, but still, uh, we've got those things coming up, and and the the, the expectation is still that uh, Bad Batch comes up after Andor and before Mandalorian season three, uh, which is, is slated to debut in February. So, um, mm-hmm. as we get closer to that, I'm sure we'll be breaking down on the Bad Batch season two as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, so we'll be breaking breaking all of it down. Um, you know, of course, waiting, uh, you know, waiting and anticipating any kind of trailers that that may drop uh, within the next few weeks. And um, you know, of course, we'll be reviewing Andor. We'll be reviewing Andor as well, um, and um, you know, Bad Batch as well. Whenever that, whenever that starts and is released, uh, that'll do it for this show. Thank you all, as always, so much for listening. Um, again, just to, you know, keep your, uh, eyes and ears peeled for some more shows as, as the shows start to drop and as more of these books start to drop, um, we'll be releasing shows more frequently. So you guys have that to look forward to. Uh, that'll do it for this one. Again, thanks so much for listening. I'm your host, Shamari, joined by Kendall, and we will see you guys next time. Everything you'll get through, just make the force be with you.